0: I of dreams to keep my head level Strip the system to stare at the devil A whiny voice flexing, but it got no real power You tell him to flee, and they will be gone in an hour One words are like brass knuckles connecting to y'all's jaws of glass I ain't losing, I don't lose, a so fight fair This is for the real ones who ears are open over here There's a reason my voice comes through while you're sitting here Something gets a fine tooth to bump on your way to work And other know the spirit is hitting in, so let it work Yeah Way in the buffalo The skulls and crossbones Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, you're tuned into Glory Glowry Podcast. I'm your boy and your host, Monk. Welcome back for another episode. We're getting close to wrapping season three, y'all. And uh, just a general announcement. Or sorry, we're wrapping season two for season three. I'm looking into changing the format of this. I don't know what that's going to be yet, but I'm just really feeling a lot of wind, feeling God moving on changing the format. So y'all might have noticed this season, we've moved a lot more into the deep spiritual stuff, and we've got a lot more into the Christian side of things, which I'm a Christian, so there's always going to be a slant that way. And I'm open sharing my faith with y'all. You know, if you have a different faith and you still listen, thank you for listening because this is all about the sharing of ideas, philosophies, and sharing our hearts. Because if we're just squabbling and close off for one another, we don't accomplish anything. So that's been part of it. But in that, I've kind of noticed the trajectory of this show changing. So this could develop into me doing a completely separate podcast over different subjects different topics um it could be that we continue but the subject matters change a little bit now what is changing and what i'm thinking about changing and i gotta sit in prayer and really see where it develops when i take a little sabbatical here once we wrap for the season is not doing the weekly episodes but doing the episodes as the ideas come in so There's no telling what that might do. I might not get as many episodes. I might get more episodes. So we'll just see where it goes if that happens. But be prepared for a change in the format in the coming months. Again, we're going to cut four or five more episodes of this season, wrap it, and then we'll get back once the new year rolls around in 2023. So... Go ahead and also pick up my book, Reclaiming the Man, A Rough Guide to Knowing Your Divine Self. Get that on Amazon. And that's the only other plug that I have. Uh, unless you want me to come speak at your event, hold a Zoom session with you, whatever the case, you can get at me at glorymusic@gmail.com at gmail.com for that. Well, so for this today's topic, without further ado, I've gotten a lot of questions about this. So... They're like, Monk, a lot of your podcast is about faith, a lot of your podcast is about fitness, but I've never really mashed the two up together and shown you the connection between the two. So that's what we're going to talk about today, faith and fitness. We're talking about physical fitness, you know, and there's mental fitness, spiritual fitness, emotional fitness, and they're not separate entities. They all work together, but we'll look at faith and fitness mainly from physical standpoint, because a lot of times what we see, and this is a general Gnostic idea, it's this idea of suffering or of beating up the body in order to get great spiritual gains. In other words, like putting off, casting aside the body and trying to strengthen the spirit to such a degree that your body is useless. Well, you guess what? There's all these entities in the spirit realm that don't have bodies You are unique if you are a human being on the planet, that you have a divinely breathed spirit that is housed in a body. You have the presence of God Himself that's housed in a body, whereas, like an angel, for instance, right, has the presence of God but does not have a body, right? This Gnostic idea was that the body is bad, we gotta discipline the body. Cast the body aside so we can fill our spirit, and that is not the case at all, as if your physical suffering is somehow a spiritual landmark that you're trying to reach. So I'm going to give you four main points to think about today uh, relating to uh, faith and fitness. So we'll go through the four points, and then I'll break them down into more detail. You know how we do. Y'all tend to like that structure better. It's a little easier to follow than just me rambling. So uh, the first point I'm going to get into is your body is your house. Okay. The second thing is health in regards to the Christian sphere. Health is a plank in our eye. And what I mean by that is we criticize and we judge people in the world and each other around us for all these other sins as you have it, but overall, if you go to your general Western Christian church, you're not going to see a whole lot of physically healthy or physically fit people, okay? So, we got to, we got to look into the health aspect of that. this. That's point number two. Point number three, your fitness, your physical fitness is actually a buffer for mental health issues, Okay. And then the last point in regards to faith and fitness is that if you feel better, you end up feeling God better, feeling God more. All right. So let's break these down some. Uh, first point your body is your house. All right. So you are not your body. That's the first thing. All right. We say, like, my, my, right, my body, your body's not yours and you're not your body. Right. You, yourself, as you are, now you identify with your body, you identify with your name, you identify with all these things, but you are not actually the thing you identify with. You, in and of yourself, your essence, is not your body you are inside your body. And then, actually, if you get into the energy of who you are and your spirit, your mind, your will, and emotions, you are actually way bigger than your physical body because of all the things that are shooting out of your body through your emotional, mental, spiritual pathways. All right. You actually live way outside of your body. You just don't realize it yet. But you are not your body. Your body is given to you. Your body is a gift, but it's not yours. You're not your body, okay? Just like my house that I live in, right? I live in a house, okay? Am I my house? No. Could I identify with my house? Yes. If I take care of my house and I've been in that house a long time, I make it a home. It feels like a home to me. It feels good to be there, but at the end of the day, I'm not my house, At the end of the day, you are not your body, but you're in your body. And I hope you're kind of feeling the difference, and it might be blowing your mind right now if I'm talking to you, because all of a sudden you might be feeling separate from your body. And you might have felt this and experienced this, or if you've had just really, really vivid dreams, feels like you're somewhere else. Maybe you are somewhere else. Feel like you're outside of your body. You're not even aware of your body when you're having these really vivid dreams. Right, But you are not, and that's you, that you cast into a different state of awareness or a different plane of existence, right? Not even aware of your body at the time, right? But your body is your house, okay? And so we need, we would need to take care of the house, right? So I live in a house, okay? If I take care of my house, right? I keep it tidy. I keep it clean. I don't let the junk get everywhere. I clean up after myself, you know, I get some nice furniture you know to sit around in that then what will happen right? If you keep up with your house, you fix things that need to be repaired from time to time and you take care of it generally what's going to happen? Is my life my house? No, but if I do these little things to take care of my house what what's the point? I'm going to enjoy being in my house a lot more the time I have to be in my house I'm going to enjoy it in fact I'm going to actually start to look forward to it although my whole life is not contained in my house right and then you go out into the yard same deal am I my yard and no but if I take care of my yard I cut the grass I weed eat I edge I trim the trees all that stuff. My yard is going to look nice. I'm not going to feel overwhelmed and out of control by my yard and I'm going to enjoy spending time in my yard. I'm going to enjoy inviting people into the yard, same thing, or into the house. The same goes with your body. And when we invite people in or out, let's not get weird with it here. What it means is if you are more secure in your physical presence, as we would call it. I'm going to be able to relate with people and to feel more at ease with people because my physical body has been kept to a degree that's not going to allow me to feel so self-conscious. And as I feel at ease, I'm going to be able to put more people at ease, if that makes sense. But to create, to continue that house and yard analogy, all right If I'm taking care of my body in which part of me abides, the real me, I'm actually going to enjoy being that body in that body. That body is not going to feel like it's a hindrance to me, that body is going to feel like it's a gift, a blessing, and something to be very, very grateful for. And that gratitude actually provides healing to the body. That gratitude and a prayer of gratitude is just like sitting in your house and cleaning up around the house. You don't necessarily want to clean up, but when you do, you feel so much better, and then you wanna sit and just relax and bask in the glory of the house that you live in. Same with your body. Take care of your body, and you're going to enjoy your body. And in that, which we'll get to more in this in point number four, you'll actually be able to feel God more. But by discarding the body, and fighting against the things, the impulses, being at war with your body or ignoring the body completely doesn't make you any more spiritual. It's actually the same thing as like if you lived in a house. Let's say you were deeded a house, like your your rich uncle deeded you a house. You don't even have to pay, you don't have to pay anything. All the taxes are paid, deeded you the house. It's yours outright, free and clear. Yours for life, all you got to do is keep up with the maintenance and upkeep matter of fact there's a fund left over for you to pay for all the maintenance and upkeep all you got to do is schedule it or buy the materials and fix it yourself but you don't do any of it and you let the house go to shambles you're not going to enjoy being in that house very long the same is with our bodies right your body is a gift You know, you're one of the few beings in all of creation that has the spirit of God in them and a body. So you're the envy of the whole cosmos because of that. So your body is not a hindrance, just like that house that you're gifted is not a hindrance if you see it the right way and you take care of it. It's something to be enjoyed in the right context and the covering of God. Because people say, oh, the body's meant to be enjoyed. And then they'll go you know, shoot their body up with all the substances they want and sleep with as many people as they want. Well, okay, fine. It's meant to be enjoyed, but you're not, you might enjoy that for like half a minute, but then look at the fruit of that, brother. You got all these problems, all these consequences that lead you down to the doorway of death. So if the fruit of that is sin, the fruit of that is death, the fruit of that stinks to high heaven, then you're not enjoying yourself. You're really not deep down. So there's point number one. Point number two. Right. The health, I'm calling out the church a little bit now. Health is a plank in the eye of the Western church right now. You know, so we're we're calling out the Western church specifically. It's calling out the left, calling out all of these, you know, if we want to look at the gender stereotype issues, racism issues, all the political grandstanding, and then we just get into your basic Sunday sins. Well, if we're supposed to be refined and constantly being refined by the spirit of God, which resides within us, constantly improving in his presence, then why are we... we, when you go to a church service and you're dealing with people with addictions, obesity all this thing. so if that's something you struggle with I'm not I'm not judging you. I'm just saying we put all this emphasis on our spiritual health we put all this emphasis on getting in your Bible and reading the word and spending time in prayer and all those things are good and that's great but let's say I'm doing all that. But I'm 300 pounds overweight, you know, and I'm putting my health at risk. I'm putting my loved ones at risk because of my health. Am I treating my body as the temple of the Holy Spirit, as the gift God has given me? Again, you're at the mercy of something else, and it's not God in that moment. So, this isn't a judgmental thing but it's just saying we have to look at as a church body the importance of your actual physical health. God provides healing to the body but there are things you can do practically and physically that aren't necessarily a whole lot of fun but they also provide healing to the body and here, and then here's the thing. Your faith met with the Action of doing something to heal your body or to get you healthier, right? Changing the diet or get, getting more active, whatever the case may be, that faith met through action, partnering with the Spirit of God produces results. Some, some of us think we can just pray our health conditions away, like And I'm not saying miracles can't happen, but we have so much faith in the West. You get outside of the West, man, or you get in a different context, and you see all kinds of crazy health-related miracles happen. I've seen some crazy ones happen, man. You wouldn't believe me if I told you some of the stuff I've seen. But what happens then with a lot of these miracles that you see, you, you get that miracle in the moment, they leave the event or the place or the moment in which it's occurred, and they're back in their everyday life, back in their everyday thinking patterns, patterns of behavior, and then the healing they received in the moment of the miracle goes away, it vanishes, and then they end up having the same issues over and over. In fact, a lot of times the issues get worse. Because that miracle was supposed to point you in the right direction to changing your habits, changing your behavior. And that's why Jesus is like, he's like, look, all these miracles, signs, and wonders, like all these people will only come to me because they're seeking a sign. These people only come to me because they need a sign in order to believe. And then Paul even takes it further and he says, look, like, look, all these healings, these signs, these wonders, that's bread for babies, Let's move on to the deeper things. And so, we as a, as a church body especially, you, you, we have to take our physical health seriously. We really do. You got to take that thing seriously. You got to give it to God and you just pray. Just pray to God. Sit down in prayer and say, God, hey, health-wise, heal me, but what are some actionable steps I can take to make myself just physically healthier and get that plank out of our eye, you know? Because we'll pray for all these things, but are we praying just to be healthier or for God to teach us how to be healthier? Yeah, we'll go to a doctor and spend a ton of money for a doctor to give us an intervention when we got the great physician right within us. And maybe it's not the big, flashy miracle that we need. Maybe it's the humbling miracle like Naaman. Hey, bro. He got leprosy, go dip in the Jordan River seven times. And he's like, I don't want to dip in that river. Like this is, that's where the people throw their pee pots out. It's dirty. It's a nasty river. And God's like, oh, okay, you want to be healed or not? He goes and dips and he's healed. All right. But maybe we don't need that big flashy miracle. Maybe the miracle is God communicating to us and us partnering with him and then understanding just the practices day in and day out to create better physical health with him and through him in our daily lives through the habits. And he's telling us, he's communicating with us in order to sustain us. All right, point number three. Physical health is a buffer for mental health issues and those who struggle with mental health issues. And what does mental health have to do with faith? Well, if you have a mental health issue, your faith is going to be all over the place, you know, and I can tell you that from personal experience. All right, very topsy-turvy, very schizophrenic in your faith when you're dealing with a mental health issue. Um and you know, if you struggle with mental health, you need to go get professional help. Okay, go get professional help. Put into practice the thing that professionals telling you. And in the midst of it, you know, lean into God. Because God's going to help you work those things out as well. But the thing is, a lot of the mental health issues we're seeing rise up, particularly uh, amongst young men, teenage boys, Has to do with a lack of physical activity at a young age, progressing into the early adulthood. Then a lot of the men that we see, because highest suicide rate um, per population is among middle-aged men. You know, and I never really understood that as a youngster, but now I I really do as a getting close to middle-aged man now. I understand that a little bit. So but what's the connecting factor? A lot of middle aged men who are very active in their youth, maybe into their early twenties to mid twenties, maybe even into their thirties stop doing those things actively. and then it it upsets your hormones, it imbalances your hormones which then creates different emotional pathways in your body, which then causes you to feel things you haven't felt before or you feel a lack of energy, which then in turn makes you feel useless, hopeless, and all these negative emotions where you feel like you don't have control over your life anymore. And that leads down this whole, either into depression which is an energy problem. So depression uh, typically is classified by low energy, but that low energy comes from unprocessed emotions. You could think of it emotionally and mentally. Like if you suffer from depression, you're living emotionally and mentally like you're wearing a 300-pound weighted vest. So like if I wore a 300-pound weighted vest and walked around everywhere, I would be super tired all the time, Right physically and then eventually if you do that long enough and never take it off what happens you don't even realize it's there it just seems like this is the way i am this is normal no it's not normal okay this is what happens emotionally with depression typically you know and if it progresses for a long enough time your brain actually defaults to that type of pattern in producing you know The amount of serotonin, the amount of dopamine, the amount of oxytocin, all these other chemicals where they should be producing more and in a different balance. But because that emotional weight has not been dealt with, your physical body changes as a result of those emotions. Then it changes your mental processes, but also how you feel in your body. But depression, again, typically classified as that. Lack of energy due to unprocessed emotions, unprocessed trauma. So, again, um, anxiety, on the other hand, has to do with being future-oriented and creating worry and stress and putting yourself in a fight-or-flight-or-freeze pattern, right? getting that hypothalamus all jacked up, Jacking up your cortisol and adrenaline because you're worried about the future going into a panic mode, whatever, you know. There are a lot of other symptoms, but it's being future-oriented. And a lot of people oscillate between anxiety and depression, right? The emotions weighing them down trigger the worry about the future, which then creates an anxiety spiral, And then you crash from the spiral and then you're so weighed down by all those other emotions that you have no energy left. But by getting into your body, doing things that are physically hard, it can raise your energy. For a lot of us, we either struggle with anxiety or depression day in and day out because we feel like we don't have a locus of control. We feel like... We do not have anything we can control in our lives. We feel like we're a robot on autopilot or the world or the people around us are controlling us. So we need something we can say, I did that or that is mine. So this is the thing, particularly with physical fitness. If I get up in the morning personally, but I could be speaking to you too. If you get up in the morning and you crank that workout out, Early, before you do anything else, before you go to work, you know, it's one of the first, like for me, what I do, I do some Bible and prayer and then I work out first two things I do. Right. I give my first fruits to God and then I give my second fruits to the physical body. But if you do that, look like if you do that, you get in some physical training, you do something physically hard, you override all those programs that are trying to steal your energy right? So it's like, like begets light, right? Energy. So if you create the energy, you make more energy, you have more energy throughout the day. And a lot of times that depression or that anxiety is hitting because you feel like you don't have control. Well, you just overrode your natural program by getting up and going for a run, by getting up and going for a walk, by getting up and throwing the weights around, by getting up and riding the bike, whatever it is you do to move your body through space. By getting up and getting in a cold shower or getting in a cold tub full of ice or getting out in the heat and sweating. If you get into your body, it raises your state. It raises your energy. It raises your vibration, which buffers a lot of the mental health issues. So you could tell you might be feeling anxious. You might be feeling depressed, but you haven't put in any physical activity consistently in a long time you might not have like clinical anxiety or depression. What you might be suffering from is this control mechanism because it's your body screaming at you saying, do something active. But particularly for the young men, this is why we've seen such a rise in the mental health of the youth kids aren't playing outside anymore we we let them be babysat by screens all of these types of things so physical activity will buffer those mental health issues and then like for me you're like my mental or my physical was on point you know my fitness and my diet was on point and I was still struggling and still seeing the same patterns of behavior so that's when and then my wife, you know, just noticing it was like, Hey, like you got all this taken care of, but you're still having the same problems. This is there's something else going on. So, if you're on point with your physical fitness and you're still having those issues, right, then you've eliminated the fact that it's health and diet that's causing the problem now you can say like okay maybe I do need to go get some help for real because we can we can eliminate these two things check those off the box when we're troubleshooting like if we would troubleshoot a problem for those of you electricians IT people mechanics repair people out there that you that's how you could troubleshoot well I feel depressed I feel anxious but I haven't been being physically active get physically active consistently and then see how you feel I guarantee a lot of you, you'll probably feel 100% better and be like, oh, I wasn't anxious or depressed at all. That was just my my body and my mind telling me I need to get up and get moving. Okay. But those of you who might have underlying issues, it gives you enough energy, it raises your state enough, it gives you enough control over one thing in your life that those aren't going to be catastrophic, but you still need to address the issue. So... We've done three, we've got one more. So we'll recap again. The first point was your body's your house, right? The second thing is the Western church, right? Through faith and fitness. the Western church, we really have to get the plank out of our eye when it comes to our, our physical health, okay? Uh, the third point I just made, right? If your physical health is a buffer for your mental health, Right? And if you're struggling with mental health, you know, faith becomes this real murky, nebulous thing. You're not sure what's real and what's not. And, you know, your relationship with God can be tenuous at best. And then the last thing I will say, right, with your physical health, it's going to make you f- just, just straight up, you're going to feel better you're going to feel better, you're going to have more energy, you're not going to get sick as much, all of these things, and when you feel better, you experience God better, God doesn't want you to be sick, you don't get a badge of honor for being sick all the time, if you are sick, if you are undergoing afflictions, it's not necessarily your fault but at the same time, there's a lot of sects of Christianity that are like you get a badge of honor for like how much you've suffered. I'm suffering through this disease. I suffered through this health issue. Okay, cool. But like what if we were a strong and healthy body, physically and spiritually? You'd feel better and then that makes you more fit to serve and go after what you're calling. Or to step into your calling or to be more of the calling that God's put on your heart and put in your life, man. For me, like, when I'm sick, I know God's there and I'm praying, but it's real hard for me to feel his presence. And some of y'all might not have ever felt the presence of God or you, you felt it, but you didn't know what it was. You didn't know it was him. You, you tried to explain it away if you feel like you've done that before, trust me, that's God. That's God. You felt the presence of God. Don't explain it away. Okay, but if you feel better physically, you're going to feel God more. You're going to feel God better. Like I said, when I'm sick, it is real hard to feel the presence because you're just feeling all of the bad stuff that's going on in your body. But if we can ramp up our physical health just like we're, we're taking care of the house right i want to enjoy my house more and if i'm enjoying my house more right and i take care of my house i'm going to want to invite people in which is like my physical health if i'm taking care of my physical health and i'm inviting god in god's already there but i just turn my heart and my awareness to him because my body is not a hindrance and I don't feel bad in my body, I feel more of God. I feel more of God. The thing is that moreness of God that you're feeling has been there the whole time. But because of health issues, because of whatever might be going on, you're not as aware of it. Like, same thing. Like, if I'm dealing with an injury... Right, with through the pain and the discomfort, you're acutely aware of the injury and you're less aware of god's presence then you're less aware of the blessings you have, the gratitude you should have and so sometimes the health issues and the injuries are an invitation to learn how to be grateful when things aren't perfect and know God is still there but Why will we make it harder on ourselves than necessary? There's enough. Life's hard enough as it is walking this thing out and walking this thing out in a world that doesn't really reward or value the things of the Spirit. A world system, I should say. But the world is waking up. People are waking up. You're seeing changes gradually. But you got to understand, man, Jesus was playing the long game. We're looking for change in a year, change in two years, maybe even change in a generation. <laughs> the long game Jesus is playing is like, hey, bro, what about a thousand years? What about two thousand years? This this thing changes and spins on its head. What about what about forty generations moving into eternity, to where her, heaven and earth have merged? To the point where you can't tell one from another. So, guys, faith and fitness, your physical fitness, they are connected. As everything is connected. But that's all I got for y'all tonight. I love y'all. And until next time, it's your boy Monk. Peace and blessings to you from the Most High. I'm out.